What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Hoop Talk. And today we're going to talk about the Warriors still being the best team in the league. I know this kind of sounds like last episode where I literally opened with the same exact sentence, I think. Yeah, it might be like this um, the season. <laughs> every, imagine every episode yeah. just like, and the Warriors <laughs> are still the best team in the league. Nothing has seemed um, to change. Curry is MVP as of now. There's no dispute. Um, we're also going to be talking about the Lakers who are struggling in quadruple overtime with the Pistons. Luke Walton finally got fired. We'll be talking about that for a little bit. And we'll also be talking about a bunch of different topics like Kristaps uh, Porzingis finally playing well alongside Doncic. Um, the Knicks removing Kemba from their rotation indefinitely. And the whole John Wall situation. And recently it, it came up that Michael Porter Jr. is out for the season with a back injury. He's been having a lot of problems with his back for like basically his cool. entire career. So, yeah, we'll be talking about that as well. But first, let's just start out with, with the Warriors. Yep. Uh, they currently have an 18-2 record, only two losses. They're on a seven-game win streak. Um, you could say that the Suns might be the best team in the league right now, but... Since they're on a 16-game win streak, they're only one game behind the Warriors. But I, I would say the Warriors are still on top right now. Yeah. What do you think? I'd say so. I mean, they've only lost two games. Uh, one was like in the opening week. John Morant turned into Michael Jordan. Then they lost in a Hornets game where Steph didn't shoot that well. Um, but every other time, they've, they've been beating relatively good teams. They beat the Clippers. Um... They beat, they beat Portland. They've been beating good teams, essentially. But I think the biggest test for the Warriors, and I think the matchup that you should be watching um, is on Tuesday. Well, you, you should have watched on Tuesday. And they beat the 76ers as well. Like, they're, they're not exactly... And they beat the Lakers opening night. Like, this is... Right now, they're looking like the best team in the league. Um, maybe, maybe it's the Suns. We'll find out. But right now, like Ennis said, Steph Curry is, I think he's playing like the best player in the league right now. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that clip of him against Portland where like, uh, where Dame's guarding him and he's like on that super high ball screen and like he, he runs around the screen like nine times and Dame just gets lost. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. The Warriors have a much better offense this season with Steph off the floor. It's not great still. It's not like what you want. But the th Jordan Poole can carry an offensive load. Damian Lee's making threes. And with Wiseman and Clay coming back, I think Wiseman's going to be weird because, well, he kind of sucks. When they played with him last year in the 20 games that he played, he was a negative on the floor almost all the time. He doesn't make very good basketball reads. Um, like, there are a lot of times he'll be an open corner shooter. He won't make the pass. He'll take, like, a hook shot and miss. He also doesn't have a ton of muscle on him. He gets, like, outbodied by bigger guys in the post. Um, but he has a, he's very raw. He has a lot of potential, which is the same thing I can say for their other two rookies, Moody and Kaminga. Kaminga has been really good defensively, um, but other than that, he hasn't really done much. He kind of just makes open layups in garbage time. Like, everything's really looking promising for this Warriors team. Ste yeah, also, Klay uh, Thompson is cleared to go 100%. Oh, yeah. And he made the first 18 shots in practice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a very scary thought to think about adding probably like the third or fourth best shooter of all time onto this roster right now. And it isn't even like, I think 
it's really interesting. The, the team's almost exactly the same with some additions like Bielitsa and Otto Porter. But the team's like, a lot of the role players have stayed mostly the same. Um, Jordan Poole's still there. Damian Lee's still there. Um, Gary Payton the second. And obviously, I think Draymond needs a little bit more recommend, like recognition. Like, he's back to being a defensive player of the year candidate after like three years of not playing defense and like not really playing basketball. <laughs> so like, I think Draymond deserves some credit as well. Like, this team... This team is killing you, not just offensively. I mean, they are, but it's not like they're scoring like more points than anybody else in the league. Um, like they're the best defensive team in the league right now, and that's because like I don't know if I, I probably did talk about this last week, but like I was watching the game against the Clippers, and like there'll be times where they'll have like eight different defensive things going at once. Like they'll have a trap set up at the top of the key, the ball handler, and then after the trap, then they'll move if they move the ball to the other side of the floor. Then they'll run a zone on that side of the floor. And then you got nowhere to go with the zone. So you but then you're there's still gonna be an open shot with the zone, but then they rotate so quick that there's gonna be no open shot at the end of the shot clock. And then by that time it's a mispossession. Like Steve Kerr's done a really good job like using his personnel well. And I think that's like everybody buys into the Warriors culture, you know? Like I don't think Jordan Poole on another team puts as much effort defensively as he does here. I think it's like, hmm. I think it's like a brand of basketball that, like, you recognize once you play for the team. Like, you play defense, you're gonna get shots on offense, and then you're gonna win basketball games. Then you might get a ring because you're playing with Steph Curry. I mean, it's the same thing with the Suns too. Like, th- these two teams, Chris Paul is like the best pick and roll ball handler like ever, and like he's not even trying to score right now. Like, there was a time, there was the game against the Nets. He was just trying to, he was just trying to fill up that assist bar, like. And he was like, oh, I only got eight points. Oh, let me get, like, eight points in a row in the pick and roll. Like, um, like these two teams that are playing on Tuesday, I think that's that's the test for the, who the best team in the league is right now. It's definitely not the Nets because the Nets have been beaten by every other good team in the league. They got beat by the Warriors, and they got beat by the Suns. The Suns, like, exposed them defensively. And Kevin Durant had to take, like, 100 shots um, because James Harden's no good at basketball anymore because he's fat. I mean, this is, this, I mean, like, this is a lot of rambling. But, like, the point is the Warriors are – they're not by far the best team because Phoenix is on, like, a 16-game winning streak, which is, like, kind of crazy. I mean, like, I would really kill for my team to have a 16-win winning streak right now. <laughs> but, I mean, the most we have, yeah. we've had this season is three. So, that's something. This Warriors team, they're good. There's, there's not much to say about it. Um, if they're playing your team, prepare to lose. You know, it's just like – or unless – or just make the Warriors your team. My Steph Curry jersey is on the way in the mail. Um, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the the LeBron jersey might, you know, it might go in the closet and stay there for a while right now. That's that's the way oh, things no. are looking. Oh, no. Hey, man, I'm, I'm riding this Laker team through thick and thin. I don't care if we lose 50 games in a row. I'm still going to root for them. I, I, there's, like, why, why, no, is, but this, why is LeBron This season... Th- this season is like I don't know why or maybe I do know why but it's just every time I watch a game I I get the same feeling that I got back in 2016 when we had um like basically or not 2016 2017 when we had like garbage players and we were rebuilding after Kobe retired and whatever yeah I'm not, Every time I, I, I watched I, I'm the not game back then. I'm not getting that vibe. I got that same feeling. I'm getting that same feeling right now where you're just like, 
you're getting used to losing. You know? Okay, I'm not getting. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I got used to. I mean, we we didn't. We barely won that many games last year, but like, I'm not getting used to losing. But like, I have to mentally prepare myself. Like every time we play like an under 500 team that's not going to make the playoffs, that we might lose this game. <laughs> like, why why yeah. are we losing the Sacramento Kings? Like, AD's letting Marvin Bagley get buckets on him. Marvin Bagley, Marvin Bagley's dad tweets out every week that he shouldn't be on the team. Like, what? How are you letting this dude get buckets on you? He wasn't even playing a week ago. This is like... And man, they, LeBron's playing drop coverage on De'Aaron Fox, who, like, only takes mid-range jumpers. Like, he can't make a three. Why are we playing drop coverage on... And we don't rotate on defense either. Like, the Sacramento Kings, Sacramento Kings took 45 shots that night. 45 threes. 39 of them were uncontested. If we let up 30, 39 uncontested threes against the Warriors, we would have lost by 50. Like, no joke. No joke. And I don't even think it's, like, a personnel problem at this point. Like, they need they need something. They need, like, I don't know what it was, like, in that 2020 season where a lot more – I think the team was better than this team. Um, but, like, a lot more effort just needs to go into what's happening on the floor. Because AD be saying stuff after the game. He's like, yeah, we're the Lakers, man. We, we can win 10 games in a row if we want to. Like, no, you can't. If you can win 10, 10 games in a row, then win 10 games in a row. What? Come on now. What is this? Frank Vogel needs to be fired. Get him out of here. We trade LeBron for, like, a couple of picks. I'll be good with that. I don't care. I, I don't care if we win against the Pistons. Like winning against the Pistons should be like a thing. I I didn't even watch that game. Like I was like like I should be. We Lakers fans should be at the point where if we're not playing like any team that's like like why like if like the Rockets game. I sh- I didn't watch the Rockets game because I didn't have to and we won by forty. But then the next day when we played the Rockets again, we only won by one. Like there's no way we should be letting these things happen. We have Anthony Davis and LeBron James, two top 10 players in the NBA. At least that's what they say. Anthony Davis like, can't make a jump shot for his life. But Lakers need to step it up, start playing defense, and make, make, make shots. That's it. And not against the Detroit Pistons, because yeah. that doesn't count. That doesn't count. That team sucks. Okay, now, now that we're on the topic of the Lakers, the Lakers, I have a, I have a, I have a bold take here. Okay, I'm listening. I love a good bold take, you know this. I love a good hot take, you know? Something's- well, actually, it's not really that bold. Okay. You kind of already said it, but um, the Lakers will not win with Frank Vogel. I think they should fire Vogel, hire LeBron as their head coach and slash player. He will become a player coach, first player coach in NBA history. The Lakers will go on to win 30 games in a row, sweep everyone in the playoffs, and... Become the 2022 NBA champions. It's that easy. Bill Russell was a player coach. Really? Yeah, he was. He was the coach and a player. He won two rings that way. Just, I mean, he also played. No, no, at the same time. Yeah, at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Second player coach of all time. Yes. Um, but like on a serious note, the Lakers have no offense or defense. Where do you? I'm just gonna focus on the offense. Like we just so suck, they, man. Okay, the the offense is LeBron dribbling for 23 seconds and firing up a three. That's literally every single possession like that the Lakers have. LeBron just goes ISO. Like it's there's no ball movement whatsoever. There's no play set up. Even even out of a timeout. You know you know when you go in a timeout, the coach usually 
cosplay. Like that. That's the thing that and, like that like yeah, middle school coach. That's just do. a known thing. This is like that's every coach does that. It, you call a timeout. You drop a play so you can get a quick bucket or something. Out of a timeout, this is what they do. They give it to LeBron in the post. LeBron does a, I don't know, some crazy move, whatever. But like, how? I don't understand how that's. Why is that the play they like? Did they draw up a play for LeBron to just ISO on the wing? I don't understand. Like, why don't they have more ball move? Especially have a timeout. Like, you can't drop a play out of a timeout with some ball movement, some passing, like at all. Like that's that's just Vogel's fault right there, and I know some people are gonna be saying like, oh, um, you know, it's not Vogel's fault. It's it's Polinka's fault for for grabbing the wrong players in the wrong system or whatever. Um, and they might be right on that. Like these players do not fit Vogel's system because there's no defense whatsoever. Vogel doesn't have Vogel a system. He coaches LeBron. Coach. We're playing the LeBron system. We've been playing the LeBron <laughs> system ever since he got here. Yeah. No, I mean, like, the, the year we won the championship, that was, like, our best year defensively. We were first in league in defense that year. And that's what Vogel does. Vogel's a defensive-minded coach. He has n- no idea what he's doing on offense. But defense, at least he's doing something. If but he... this year, this year, we have nothing on defense. We're currently 17th, I think, in defensive efficiency. 17th. We also allow the most so, yeah, that's in that's... the league. Yeah. The most po- we also allow the most points in the league. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the one thing that Vogel usually does right, he's not doing. Maybe, maybe it is because Polinka didn't get the right players or whatever. But I don't think that's, I don't think that's true. I think I think Vogel needs to be fired immediately before the season keeps going. I mean, it, it's it's not too late now to fire him. Um, Polinka did his job. He's the general manager. He's supposed to get good players. He got good players like they're. They're old players. Good but players? Still well, we're good. playing Wayne Ellington 18 minutes a game. No, we don't have Wayne good Ellington players. Wayne Ellington's a good player. Stop saying this, Anna. Stop convincing yourself to win. Wayne Ellington. Ellington. Bro, why are you hating on Wayne Ellington? I swear He's to God. He's a good player. Dude shooting 39% from the field. What about from three? 38. That's not that good. That's good. If you're only taking wide open threes, you better be shooting like 55%. Okay, dude. He... He got you Russell Westbrook, LeBron, and AD on the same team. If if you don't he didn't win with that, me anything. Trio. LeBron sucks. LeBron is only oh, good man. against mediocre basketball teams. Oh wow, LeBron had a good game against Indiana. Woo woo. What? LeBron should be dropping fifty on Indiana, like in his sleep. This is ridiculous. He's old. AD sucks. He's, AD's he the can't worst. Do that Westbrook. LeBron can't do that anymore. You, He's old. You know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say. dropping fifty. I'm gonna say something. Westbrook isn't the problem on this team. He's not even close to being the problem on this team. Problem on this team is number three, Anthony Davis. Pe- people, like people in the league, used to game plan around, like they would play around Anthony Davis if they were trying to go to the paint. Like they would attack the paint when Anthony Davis was out of the game. Now you can just go at Anthony Davis because he sucks. He's the worst, man. Like he's. He got, he's, he's been, that whole Sacramento Kings game, he was getting abused. And I mean abused by like every single person, especially De'Aaron. Like I think Tyrese got a bucket on him and then De'Aaron got a bucket on him. Like it's, it's bad. It is bad, bad, bad. And also, why don't we run more pick and rolls? We have LeBron, we have Westbrook, we have AD. AD's, AD used to, I mean, AD's still one of the best role men in the league. I need, I need everybody to visualize this. Westbrook's at the top of the key. Okay, wait, before you say that, 
Where we, um, speaking of the AD and Russ pick and roll, when we were in that triple overtime with the game with the with the Kings, oh yeah, LeBron would just bri- kept breaking up oh. threes, and then when we ran one play, then they scored with a pick and roll. Like- yes, the one time we ran a play, we scored, and then why don't they just like think about that? Oh, you know, the one time we ran a play, we actually scored a layup. That's instead of LeBron taking a three with two seconds left on the shot clock. What if? What if running a play actually works? What if running a pick and roll actually works? And like, but and our coaching staff is dumb. And okay, I mean, keep going. I mean, and I think like the thing is like, then like as soon as the game's over, Frank Vogel goes on. He's talking about how Trevor Ariza and Kendrick Nunn are about to make the biggest impact on this team. You have <laughs> LeBron and AD. Like, what do you mean the biggest impact on this team? What are you smoking, Frank Vogel? Give me some. Like, I don't know what type of days this Lakers team is in, but like, okay. It's not time to hit the panic button, but it's not. It's definitely time to, to re- fire Vogel. Yes. Uh, uh, okay. I don't think it's time to fire Vogel because I do think Vogel's he's a, he's a mediocre coach. I think maybe some personnel changes are in order, or at least here's, at what, least, I, here's at, what I think. But like happened. we have a different rotation every single game. One day we're starting Avery Bradley. Next day Avery Bradley is a DNP, and the next day. Malik Monk starting, and then Malik Monk is airballing threes, and then we put in Wayne Ellington, and then when it, Wayne Ellington can't make threes, so we put in THT. THT can't make anything if he's not going right. This Lakers team isn't good. So somebody on Twitter said, "This, this, this is what happens when you put together a team through the 2K Trade Finder." Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this team isn't well constructed, especially like, oh, I. I don't know, man. Let's, let's talk about some other teams. I, I can't talk about. This. Okay, wait, wait. Can I can I just say something? Let me say something. Yeah. I think what needs to happen in order for the Lakers to win, and I know that this will probably not happen because they're paying Russ Russ forty four million. We're not trading Russ. No, no, not trade, not trade. Listen, listen, listen. Hear me out. I think the Lakers should bench Russ. Oh my God. Put him in with the second rotation and have him feast on the other team's bench players. Here's what I think they should here's why I think they should do that. Number one, when Russ and LeBron are on the are on the floor at the same time, you're not getting the most out of both players. You're either getting LeBron um just handling the handling the ball the entire possession and Russ just sitting on the wing, or you're getting Russ turning over the ball. 24/7 and LeBron just doing nothing, standing out on the wing. I think if if this if a Russ or LeBron, I, I mean I would be fine with LeBron even coming off the bench, but I know that's never gonna happen. Russ, there's there Ru- there's still like a little. Russ problem. is not coming off so, the bench, man. He's an he's. If Russ comes off the bench, we would have. First of all, he would win Sixth Man of the Year. Okay. <laughs> Second of all, yeah, that would just be the best that, that, that would fix all i know I, fix it's all never gonna happen it will fix all of our problems russ i mean at this dude, point like russ, why russ why not try anything why not try russ anything? isn't even like, playing you have nothing to lose russ right isn't now. even playing that bad i know he's not but he can't be on the floor at the same time with lebron lebron's out here chucking it, up it 10 threes a game work. and making two of them like that that's lebron it doesn't work though lebron you, sold the entire sacramento game like Okay, then bench LeBron. Bench him. No, I. LeBron has. No, <laughs> LeBron is not as fast as he used to be. I think we can all acknowledge this. 
Like he gets, he gets. Yeah, he's shooting more threes because he can't get in the paint because he's old. I think the thing is, like, there's no kickout options here. Like the only dude who shoots over 35% is like Wayne Ellington. Like Melo has a good game, like has a really good game sometimes. Other days he'll have a really not good game. Like, and also there's nobody on this team that plays consistent defense. Like nobody. See, here's why, here's why we're uh, missing Caruso. Those two reasons right there. Oh yeah, let's keep THT. THT's gonna be a star. What? Huh, THT did something cool in like two preseason games. That doesn't mean he's a star. Like he averages two points most of the time. Like what is this, Palinka? Come on now. This is this is ridiculous. Yeah, that was that was a huge mistake. And I, I was advocating for Caruso. And Caruso so much. was willing I mean, to take you, less money. You know me. But I don't even think that I like the thing is, I don't think that's even the problem. Like the reason that he strive that him and him and Lonzo and like eight other former Lakers do so well in like any other system in the league is because they're running a different system. There is no system with the Lakers. There is there's no consistency. There's no, like the rotations like are never ever set. They're playing different guys every single night. And you can even see that with other teams in the league. If there's no consistency, there's no, there's, there's nothing. Like when you do the same thing every single day, you get really, really good at it. You can't do that when everything's changing all the time. That's why the Knicks are kind of bad right now. And we're gonna take, we're gonna talk about that later. But like Tom Thibodeau's out here benching his starters in the middle of the third quarter. And that's not working for them, and they're not winning games. The Lakers are having the same problems. I don't think they're necessarily in the same boat because last time I checked, the Knicks don't have LeBron and AD. But it's it's a similar situation. If there's no consistency, nothing's going to get done. Okay, I'm done. Let's talk about something else. All right, I'm just saying bench for us. All right, next team. Luke Walton got fired. Um, we've we, yes. we've been big. Yes. We've been big. Yes. We've been yes. big supporters of the Luke Walton get fired club. I'm not exactly a Sacramento Kings fan, but I'm a fan of some Sacramento Kings players. I'm glad that Marvin Bagley has some. Even though he kind of killed the Lakers, I'm glad Marvin Bagley has some. You know, time to play actual basketball now. Hopefully, Tyrese Halliburton gets to do more. Hopefully, they don't play the slowest offense in the league anymore with the fastest dude in the league on their team. No, there's no way De'Aaron Fox should be playing as many half court sets as he does. Um, I mean, they're an interesting team. Like, De'Aaron Fox, um, there's a lot of questions about his, how long he's going to, like, stay, like, a really good player in this league because I think anybody can average 25 in Sacramento if they wanted to. Like, I think he has the ability to average 25 on any team. I just think it's a consistency thing. If he's going to be able to make threes consistently, if that mid-range jumper is going to fall some days, other days it's not going to. But I think they have some some real keepers and pieces like Halliburton and Davion Mitchell, who hopefully gets his offense together, because um, he can't make <laughs> shots at all, like at all. Yeah. It's 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 kind of impressive, but it's also weird to think that Davion Mitchell's older than Darren Fox, and this is his first year in the league, and this is Darren Fox's like fifth year in the league. Yeah, um, good for Sacramento. They have Alvin Gentry as their coach now. I don't like him as a coach at all. He's obvious. He's the interim right now. Hopefully they find somebody that sticks. Hopefully that organization doesn't fall back down um, into nowhere. Ever since they fired Luke Walton, they are the the Kings are number one in the NBA with 30 free throw attempts. Mm -hmm. They are third in points per game. Also, ever since Luke Walton got fired, De'Aaron Fox has been averaging five free throw attempts per game on 87% shooting. Wow. Do you think they're going to 
um, find a new coach or they're just going to stick with Alvin Gentry? I think they will find a new coach. I don't think Alvin Gentry is good enough, but I also think the Sacramento Kings are mediocre enough to stick with Alvin Gentry. So we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's preface this with the Mavericks still kind of suck. I mean, I kind of said this before the season. Um, they're, they're a really... They're a really bad, good team. Actually, no. <laughs> they're a really good, bad team, is how I can put it. I mean, not everything has been clicking for Luka. He has been affected by the foul rules. Um, I think a lot more than people are noticing. His scoring's way down. And same thing with Dame and, uh, Dame and a couple other people. But I think Luka will pick it up just because he's that good at hooping. Like, he's... He'll pick it up. Uh, but Tingus Pingus, um, there's still a lot of times where I'm watching a Mavericks game and I'm wondering why he made that decision. Like, there's still a lot of post fades. Um, but Jason Kidd's giving him more room just to, like, do whatever he wants in the offense, which I think is good because, I mean, Rick Carlisle never really let him do that. Um, it's just a... Uh, I think he's he's found his stride. I think the injuries are starting to go away. Defensively, I'm not... I'm going to be real. I don't know that much about his defensive impact on the Mavericks, but... Um, he's looking good offensively. Um, the Mavericks, I don't think are a, like nowhere. Are, I don't think they're anywhere near like a really good team. I don't think they're gonna be a very good team um, until they get like legitimate pieces around Luca. But if Tinkus Pingus can like continues to play like this and Luca finds a stride, I think the Mavericks are gonna be good. I think they're gonna be like you know. You mean Kristaps Porzingis? Yeah, Kristaps Porzingis. <laughs> um, I think uh, I think they're like a team that'll win like two games in a row, then lose two games in a row, and then win one game um then win one more and then lose one i think that's that's my prediction that's how it's going to be like the whole season i don't think they're ever going to go on like a really big win streak i think it's just going to be like two wins one loss two losses three wins one loss two loss one win one loss i think that's that's my projection for the whole season <laughs> okay yeah um, that's all i have to say also Porzingis is scoring 1.25, 1.25 points per chance on the post, which is a career high, according to Second Spectrum. Oh wow! And, and it's um, brought the he, advanced stats for that one. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Um, but he's just looking way more comfortable, like in general, in the post especially, but just in the whole Mavericks offense, he's just looking more comfortable. He's not. He's not just a spot up shooter like he was last season. And last season, last season he wasn't even making most of his threes, but now he has he's taken on a larger role. And Luke, it's kind of impacted Luca a little bit, or maybe it's just the foul rules. But at like you said, Luca's scoring has been down a little bit. I mean, scoring's down in the whole league. Like, what's it called? People are just scoring less. I, I don't think it's affect. Like some people, Bradley Beal, he's definitely been affected. Obviously, Harden's been affected. Um, Luca's been affected. Dame's been affected. Devin Booker got affected, but it seems he's picking it up. He's just shooting more threes now. Um, but I like it, though. Like Devin Booker won Western Conference Player of the Week. I saw exactly, that. So he's picking it up. I mean, he's shooting 52% from also, three. Also, same with Trey Young. Trey Young also had a slow start. Yeah. He's uh, he's Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Yeah, I mean, so I think that's, it up. Like, that's the thing that makes NBA players, like, they're, like, they're just a step ahead of, like, every other basketball player in the world. Like, it took them, like, what, like, one month to adapt to a rule change that they've been working with for, like, three years, and they're already back to, like, scoring 30 points a game. And, like, Trey Young's, like, 5'9". That's not even fair. Yeah, uh, I mean, the league's just fun right now, honestly. I know the Lakers kind of suck, but, like, watching basketball is pretty fun right now. 
I mean, not that Nuggets Heat game that I was watching earlier, but like basketball is pretty fun to watch right now. I think we've had more good games this year than we've had bad games, if that makes sense. Like, hmm. there's a lot less, like games are more entertaining to watch right now. So recently, uh, Tom Thibodeau said that he will be removing Kemba Walker from the rotation. And people are saying John Wall could be a target for the Knicks in a trade package. I don't think that's likely. Um, John Wall has been expressing that he does want to play, but there's something going on with the with the front office um, that's not letting him play. He's 100% healthy. He's ready to play, but just something is something is up with the front office. And he's he even said on Twitter he said hashtag free John Wall, so he wants to play. <laughs> It's pretty simple. Like John Wall wants to play. You're paying him like $47 million. Let him play. Like Jalen Green's injured right now. Play Sangoon more minutes. Kevin Porter Jr. Move him to shooting guard. I think everything will be fine. Um, John Wall can up whatever his value is right now, I guess. I don't think it's going to be like a big thing. Like I think if the front office works it out, Raphael Stone can just let John Wall play. Like you had an agreement where like, you told him you weren't going to play. Now he wants to play. You're paying him money to play. Let him play. It's not going to hurt your organization like at all. Like you're not trying to win games right now. You have your first round pick. Um, I think they'll be fine. Uh, I think that's going to work out. But in the Kemba situation, I think that kind of sucks. Well, like just for Kemba. Because I still think he's a somewhat starting caliber point guard on some teams in the league. But a lot of his game was just based off of that pop that he had, like in Charlotte, where like he can beat you off the bounce, or make a contested three, or he can ISO you, he can ISO a big man and get you a bucket. But like a lot of that's like, you know, like Kemba's step back was like it was it was deadly, like just because of how mm-hmm. athletic he was, like. But he doesn't really have that ever since the injuries happened in Boston. He's never really been the same guy. Um, it's all pretty much. It, it, I wouldn't say it's gone away. But, like, there are times where, like, he'll end up with, like, like seven points at the end of the game. And that's not what you want out of your starting point guard. Um, I think they're going to start Alec Burks now, which is kind of weird. Because um, they're starting Burks, Fournier, and Randall. I think Mitchell Robinson. Um, and I I don't know who else. I don't know the next starting lineup. But they, they have, like, they, they don't really have a primary ball handler anymore. But I think Kemba's going to, I think there are going to be times where Thibodeau is going to realize that he does need like a real ball handler. Um, and if it's not Derrick Rose, then it's going to be Kemba. But I think Kemba's just, he's another situation of like where injuries kind of just, they start to take hold of like what you're able to do and what you aren't able to do. Because um, he never really, he was never the best three-point shooter. Like it's not like you can have him just like spot up for threes. Like he wants to create his own shot. I think the main thing, the main reason why Thibodeau, um, took him out of the rotation is because of his defense the knicks have the best the the nba's best defensive rating when walker is off the floor yeah when when kem is off the floor so and also he has a he has a career career worst defensive rating this season of 116.3 that's really bad yeah yeah, so that's that's basically the main reason. His offense is fine, and it'll always be there. His offense will always be there, but it's just his his age is kind of factoring in there, too. Like, with his defense, it's just horrible right now. I mean, the Knicks are a team that are basically winning games if they're playing really good defense, like you said. 
So um, I think Tibbs wants to keep that. I mean, that's their identity right now. I do think they should start quickly, though. I don't know why they're not. It kind of makes me mad that they have like a point guard of like their future and they don't want to play him. Yeah, the Knicks are a weird team, though, because Julius Randle kind of sucks. Um, I mean, like he doesn't make contested mid-range jumpers anymore. Um, I don't think the shots he, were ma like he was making last year were super sustainable. I think it's like he was kind of just like hot for a while. Um, like after like December to like May, he like just made all of his shots and he's not making any of those shots right now. Maybe he'll come back like and start making those. But yeah, offense is something that the Knicks aren't really concerned with right now. Most Tom Thibodeau teams aren't. So, I mean, maybe they'll get back on track. I did say they weren't going to make the playoffs yeah. though, and they're not, so... So, John Wall and the Rockets are reportedly having conversations about his return. The trade market for for uh, John Wall is basically non-existent right now. <laughs> <laughs> because um, he has a massive contract and he's not playing up to that potential I mean, or what he's worth. I mean, to be fair, it's kind of hard for anybody to pay up to that much the amount of money he's being yeah. paid. Like, yeah. I don't know if it would be a great decision for the the Knicks to trade Kemba. Maybe maybe closer to the trade deadline, but I don't think right now they they should do that. I think they should wait it out a little, see what happens. Hey, 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 hey! Rookie report! Oh, this, shoot. I know, this kind of came out of nowhere, but I want to talk about two people specifically. Um, Scotty Barnes. I watched the, the Celtics game. I watched, like, a pirated version of the Celtics um raptors game and scotty barnes like scotty barnes he'll, he'll he'll do some things some game i'm like wow that dude's a guy he's like like i don't know if he's gonna be that guy but he's like he's a guy definitely like already like the amount of confidence that like he has just is like like he's like oh yeah, yeah yeah let me take nine threes this game and make four of them yeah sure whatever all right i'll do it i'll do it Cade cunningham uh, i mean well oh my bad i switched topics too fast Scotty Barnes, um, <laughs> like his his ability to get to the rim already is like super good. He can like and Toronto has like the best player development in the league. Like they made Siakam from like a dude who like who like, like listens to Drake like on the side of the road to like a dude who <laughs> hangs out with Drake on the side of the road. Oh, that was nice. I like that. Um, Fred Van Vliet, who is a G League player, and now he's like a twenty point per game scorer. Like, I think Scotty Barnes. I think he's gonna develop that three point shot. And he also, he takes a lot of mid-range jumpers and makes a lot of mid-range jumpers. I'm a person who takes a lot of mid-range jumpers. I have, I have a big affinity for people who take those shots. I think Scotty Barnes, also defensively, he is like, usually when rookies, there's, a, there's an ESPN article that I basically copied and pasted this from, at least on the defensive end. Um, like, defensively, he, he does more than, like, most rookies do. He understands rotations. He'll pick up your guy. He has super, super long arms. Pause on that. Um, he'll snatch the ball away from you in a crossover. He'll get those cookies. He's really good. Scotty Barnes, I think is, I think he, I didn't expect him to be the most NBA ready coming into this draft. I mean, to be fair, I'm not an NBA scout, so what do I know? But yeah, Scotty Barnes. Yeah, you know, you don't know anything, bro. <laughs> Scotty Barnes is, he's good. Other, the other two top four rookies, Evan Mobley and Jalen Green are currently injured right now. So we're not going to talk about them. Cade Cunningham cannot make a open three-pointer to like to save his life. Like if the entire Detroit Pistons organization were like, Cade, we need you to make this three right now to win, like, to save our franchise, he would brick it by far. <laughs> um, and I don't think that's like I don't think that's I think some days the shots go in and some days they don't. 
but I think that's really interesting. Like, I don't know what happens. Like, I don't know if it's like a mental thing. Also, his shot looks really weird. Like, he's one of those dudes that like shoots from like underneath his chin and he's like six foot seven. So it, it definitely looks a bit awkward. Um, but I think the shots will fall. I think coming with time. Uh, I just, I hope it doesn't affect him mentally. It doesn't turn into like a Markel full situation where like, oh, I can't make a three. I can't make a three ever again. I'm just not going to take them. Um, uh. But, I mean, he's done so much, like, other than that offensively, where it's been like, okay, yeah, he's still the number one overall pick. I don't think he's the best rookie. I think right now it's Scotty Barnes, since Evan Mobley's out. But, yeah, this is, I like this rookie class a lot, man. This is, this is a fun rookie class. Yeah, it is, yeah. for sure. I also, give give Scotty Barnes one, not even, like, I'm not even asking for, like, a TNT game or, like, an ESPN game. Just, like, 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 like an NBA TV game. That's it. I give the Raptors one NBA TV game. So that way, like, somewhat NBA fans can see how good Scotty Barnes is. Because not everybody's going out of their way to watch pirated Celtics-Raptors games. <laughs> so, also, I think, also, there are some days where, like, it'll be two really good teams playing. Like, I wanted to watch that, that, Miami, that Miami Bulls game, and I couldn't because I don't have league pass because I don't, I don't have that type of money because um, I... And it takes all the paychecks from the podcast away from me. So there's yeah, no way for me to... I take all the money. There's no way for me to do that. Um, but yeah, stop like stop televising like every single Hornets game. Like if they're playing against the Wizards, I don't really care. But like I want to see the Miami Bulls game because they're the two best teams in the East right now. Yeah, I mean, th- this rookie class is pretty fun. Um, go like just go go watch some Scotty Barnes highlights. They're pretty interesting. I would recommend it. Kate Cunningham highlights. I would. I mean, they're still pretty fun. He's just not like the funnest player to watch. Go watch some Scotty Barnes highlights. Yeah. You'll be. You'll be. I guarantee you. After watching him, Scotty Barnes highlights, you'll be a big fan. No matter who you are. All right. That's it for rookie report. We don't have. We don't. We didn't have that much to report this week. We'll be back next. It's all right. Week. Yeah. Yeah. Next week. All right. Next Here's our la- on um, to the last topic. Yes. Last topic. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Recently got injured again, and he's going to be out for the season. It's uh, another problem with his back. He's been having these problems for basically his entire basketball career. This is really bad for for both sides, I think, for for Michael Porter Jr., obviously, and also for the Nuggets management since they just gave him like a five-year extension. I I wouldn't say this was expected, but I I do think that this this was a, a big posi- possibility especially considering like you know his past with the back and and back injuries are are really hard to just get over you know like some players have sprained ankle you know it's not a recurring injury like those type of injuries are not recurring but back injuries are injuries that just don't go away i think this is like like you said ns i think this has been a been something that people especially in the Nuggets organization were probably concerned about as back injuries don't really go away like there's something that we're I mean ho- I mean the hope was that they weren't going to come back because he made a full recovery and he was playing good basketball but they did just pay him they paid him a lot of money and this Nuggets core of what looked to be Jokic, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr seems to be coming apart at the seams like the more and more they move obviously Jokic is the reigning MVP and he doesn't seem to have any like 
problems injury wise but Jamal Murray Jamal Murray is probably not going to come back to the playoffs if they if they even make the playoffs and now the MPJ is probably out for the season things are not looking good for them like it's it's definitely a tough situation like you had to pay him that amount of money because of the amount of potential that's there like he could be one of the best scorers in the league if he's presented with the opportunity and the time but they're like this thing has been nagging him since his like first week of college um and it like i think we should keep it as a reminder because he dropped down from being the number one pick all the way down to number 14 because teams were that scared of this back injury and the nuggets they didn't really take a chance on him because he dropped down that low and the amount of potential he has and he showed that going from last year um the end of last year and into the playoffs last year and i think they paid him also because he would provide another offensive option for Jokic this year since Jamal Murray was going to be out. He would have more time to shine, more minutes, more shot opportunities. I don't know. This is a bad situation, not just for MPJ, but for the Nuggets. They also, they've been like bothered by injuries the whole year. Jokic was out for two weeks. Their rookie Bones Highland was out for a week. PJ Dozer is probably out for a long time. Like They're not in a great situation right now, especially for a team that wants to contend in the near future or even this year. Um, things have definitely been thrown off. I mean, hopefully MPJ can make a full recovery, but like the likelihood of coming back from an injury that's been nagging you your whole career and that affects you so much when you're playing, it's uh, it's definitely something scary and something the nugget the Nuggets should consider when you know, like going to the future because you're paying him that amount of money, and if you want to contend, and if he doesn't get any better, then. That money needs to be moved somehow for you to get another piece. It's it's definitely and, a tough situation. Yeah, and he's he started out the season very inconsistent. He was uh, I actually picked him up like very early in fantasy and a lot of my fantasy drafts actually. And, yeah, um, same here. It's been pretty disappointing. Yeah, it's been very 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 disappointing. But you know, um, hopefully he, he recovers soon from that injury. And uh, gets back on track to playing well, like how he was playing last season and the year before that. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Hoop Talk. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It would really mean a lot to us. Also, if you could follow our social media, it's at Hoop Talk Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We post updates on when our episodes release. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.